time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have a special guest in the house today. You know, Big Boy had to go out of town, and we do have Scott, our very own tobacconist from the least, joining us today. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing great, Rob. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for taking the time to come and hang out with us, man. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's been a while since I've been here. Uh, I always love It has been it. a while. Yeah, it's... it's uh, well, you know, with the with, with the way things have been going last year, it, it's been very hard to get away from the shop. Yeah. So, you Dude, know. And, I mean, what a journey you guys have been on. Oh, you know, we talked to Jay extensively about the journey, but, I mean, you were at Leaf 2.0, you're at Leaf 3.0, and, I mean, I tell Jay... He is so lucky to have you at the shop. I know you you love being there. You love working for Jay. But, dude, you do a great job because I go to a lot of cigar shops whenever I'm traveling, and you don't get the customer service nor the tobacconist knowledge at a lot of shops that you give. Well, and I have to give that a lot to just the way uh, Jay has come in from taking over from Bill. Bill set down rules basically for all of us as we worked. Don't there. do this. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was all right. So you get a cigar or two a day on the house. Right. Use it. Yeah. Okay. You know. So I go through and I smoke. You know, a different cigar every day. Every, every different from Connecticut to natural to Maduro, Oscuro, however you want to call it. I am. I am very eclectic. One cigar is this, one cigar is that. I am off the walls everywhere, everywhere. All over the place. Yeah. So I, I try to, and I do that on purpose. I try to bring everyone. Pull that down just a little bit. All right. There you go. Whoa, that's good. Right. Try I that. try to bring every single possible thing I can to people by trying as many different cigars as I can. So I go everywhere. I try to do or taste or see everything so I can give the best recommendation to anybody. So how how close to being able to say that you've smoked at least one of everything in the humidor? <sighs> oh, boy. Because <laughs> that would be impressive. I'm getting there. Are you? Okay? I, I really am. Because this is not your ordinary humidor. This is Noah's Ark of humidors. <laughs> it's ginormous. It, it, it is. It is very large. Um, there are, outside of flavors, I'm... I, you're not going to smoke the, the groovy blue again? And then, I've never smoked the groovy blue, okay? <laughs> now, we did trick Corey into smoking the groovy blue. <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> he got about halfway through it. Wow. Uh, he, he was a trooper, he man. A trooper, he really was. Because I would have been like... <laughs> and then he looked at us and said, don't ever fucking do that to me again. <laughs> um, but, no, so I, like outside of those, and, and I have to say, okay, I have smoked, uh, I've smoked an Acid 20. I have smoked... Um, I, you know what I've smoked of the acid line? When I first started back way in the day, I had a friend who liked acids. Yeah. Well, he had smoked what I bought, so I figured he must like, you know, what I like. And he was going on about these acids, and I was like, well, i got to try these. I was, I was, I, I was, Less I didn't smoke pleased. the whole cigar. <laughs> Less than pleased? Well, um, you know, and, and I'm not knocking people who like those. No, not at all. But it's kind of like. 
if I drink tea and you drink Coke, there's two totally different experiences there. Absolutely. And some people don't want to drink tea. And and yeah, exactly. And I'm not much for sweet. I, I really Same. I Same don't here. like the sweet tip. Um, that being said, now if any of the listeners or viewers have tried an acid nasty, um, you I know it does not have a sweet tip. Okay. Now, I will say that the name is kind of a play on words if you're a traditional cigar smoker. It's nasty. But, oh, really? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I, it, it's definitely not my cup of tea. I smoke three quarters of it. Now, uh, if you've ever seen Nasty Fritas or uh, Crazy Alice, that little pyramid kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the size of it. So it's not a huge stick. Right. Um, but I. So if you're driving down the highway, you don't have to roll the window down very far to throw it out. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I squeeze it through that little narrow opening. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, and I'm not hating on anything that Drew Estates does. In fact, I love a lot of sticks Drew Estates. They, they have a wide selection of tobacco products. They and, do. And if you go through their products, you're probably going to find something that you like. Absolutely. In fact, um, you know, I, I did not bring one today. Thank you. But um, <laughs> we don't allow them in here. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, the um, Shade Undercrown. If you've ever had one of those, I have. They're they're wonderful. In it's fact, a great thing. Uh, you know, I really like. I know it's, but something about the flying pig Vitolas. Dude, I wish they would do that in almost everything. But. You know what they have it in the Kentucky Fire Cure. Yeah, they have it favorite. in the Maduro and yeah. the Sun Grown. Yes, and you can get it now in uh, the Leo lines as well. Oh, T fifty two and uh, nine. Oh, okay. Um, you can also get the Feral Pig, which is kind of uh, that traditional kind of crazy football shape. You get it in cartoons, that very oval kind of cigar I, looking thing. Yeah, I I dig um, those like a grand perfecto. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Um, but they have the pig in nine and T fifty two, and they go super fast when we uh, get them they're gone and i i mean i've smoked a lot of them i mean not those particular ones but the undercrown mm-hmm. and it's just something about smoking that vitola that i dig absolutely and i mean it costs more it does. so if you want to yeah. smoke it you're smoking it because you wanted it you know yeah, what i mean yeah i mean you know where when you i see the robusto and then that one and it's like well that's Two, three dollars more. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's it definitely an experience. Yeah, say like such as such as reference. Okay, uh, the Kentucky Fire Cured. You know, we have like five different sizes, and we have the Flying Pig. That's the um, only one I smoke. And say I'm not a huge fan of the Kentucky Fire Cured. Yeah, I'm just not. It's not my jam. Now, uh, you do know. you care for the like Italian? cigars they're all right um because it is it's not as it's not quite as sharp yeah yeah (laughs) it's not quite as sharp and and another thing that i really like is oddly enough i i I do like the pappy van winkle uh it has a slight fire cured sense to it but it's so smooth yeah oh man and i forgot you're right that's a drew estate product it is yeah and you know i thought when i saw those on the shelf i was like that's a gimmick Right, but right. I'm gonna try it, and then I was like, pleasantly surprised. Wow. Yes, wow. I don't exactly. know what Pappy Van Winkle tastes like, but I can tell you the cigar was fantastic. Yes, yeah, it, it really was, and especially we have the standard Family Reserve. Um, and when you get to it's, a, it's a, for those of you that don't know or haven't seen it, it is a it is a uh, two 
our double wrapped cigar. It's a half or three quarters of it is a natural, and the back half is an Oscuro or a Maduro. Um, I wish that we'd had the like that. There's one other that they have that is the just completely the Oscuro or the the Maduro. Really? Um, And I preferred like the the front half of it or the front three quarters is great, but when you hit that that change, oh. It opens it up. It is amazing. I wish that I'd had the full stick of that back end. Where where's these sticks at? I have never seen one in the in the wild. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, dude, you're making me get all excited dude, over here. You're not kidding. Like I, when I saw it in the magazine, because yeah. <laughs> that's the only place I've ever seen it. I've never seen one in the wild. Wow! But um. I would love to get my hands on one uh, because that's that. Like I said, that last now, what's little the name bit. Of it? I can't remember. Well, it, we it's, need to find it, out. Exactly. And we need to do a send out to all the listeners to find <laughs> us one of these. Absolutely. Um, hey, well, let's change gears. Let's tell everybody what we're smoking. I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Right now, I am smoking the Magdalia in the Corona Gorda Vitola. Um, Thank you, Rob. I oh. did bring some because we're going through some stuff earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I may jump in and smoke one of those when I'm done Absolutely. with this one. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I love this stick. I, I honestly, personally, I always think about grabbing one of these because they are just amazing. I mean, and the thing about it, it's a go-to because I know I'm going to get a great smoke every exactly. time. I've never had one that's plugged. I've never had no. one that tunnels. I don't know what it is about that stick. It's just yeah. phenomenal for me. It, it really is. And I, but I myself at the shop, they sell so well because when we first brought them in, you know, I was all the time, all the time. Um, but when we, after they started taking off, man, I typically I will smoke something when it comes in new, and I will that way I know what it's like. I can refer it to people. Blah blah blah. But after it takes off, man, I completely lay off that stick. I, Let that way, the it's consumers completely, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I am smoking, and you know, this is one of my go tos <laughs> when yes. I come in. And I, if I if I've got time to smoke two cigars, I almost get this one. This is also becoming one of my go tos. I'm just afraid I'm, we're going to run out. Uh, yeah. Um, so that that is actually a possibility with that stick. We've been there before. Yeah, and this is uh, this is the uh, under no, I'm not under crown crowned heads, yes. uh, yellow rose, which you guys have heard me talking much about. But you know, it's got the ribbon on it. But I gotta light it. But look at that nice burn. Absolutely. And it's chunky, but it's just like a stack of dimes. Oh man, and it's such a good stick as well. It really is. It's um, rich, and I prefer it over the Buckeye. Now yeah. I heard rumor. I don't know if this is true, okay. but I heard the only way that we have the Buckeye is that we have some kind of uh, it, so, so it, like, it's an what interesting would you call story. that bootleggers thing going <laughs> <It's> on? <laughs> almost, almost. Uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, so Crown Heads has a few different states. They do just this stick. For. Tennessee Waltz. Yeah, Tennessee What's Waltz. What's the other the one? Yellow Rose. There's the Buckeye from Ohio. There's, I believe, one from... Um, Yes, no, I know there is from Hawaii. Oddly enough, because a oh, buddy of ours, right. a buddy of the shop, actually sent one to Jay. Because if you, and you it's guys called don't the Pakawaka, yeah, something. yeah. So those of you that don't know, uh, Jay, the owner of the Leaf, is actually from Hawaii. Yeah, we have a hula girl up on top of the humidor just for that reason. There you go, there you go. But yeah, so one of our one of the friends of the shop, uh, military guy, stationed out there, um, he actually found Was one. Was it Ben? I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name. I if it was Ben. But he sent Jay this stick. 
and it was I, the look on his face when he opened the package. He was like a kid, you know, kid at Christmas. Yeah, it was he, pretty amazing. Yeah, and when he gets it and figures out what it is. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh my god, is this what I think it is? And then there's a letter with it, and he was just it, it was pure elation. You know, that's it was awesome. Amazing. So then what we're drinking, uh, we are drinking the uh, Old Forester 1920, which I'm a big fan. I love this 1920. I love Old Forester. I, I haven't had anything that they make that I don't like yet. So Fair enough. I keep looking, but so far I love them. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, oddly enough, I was at H&H yesterday. Did they have anything? Uh, yeah, they have a 30-year-old Lefroig for $1,000. Um, a thirty-year-old yeah. Balvini for like twelve hundred dollars. Um, what they, they have for the fifty-dollar <laughs> range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I didn't ask um, what they have that I can't afford. I say I've got a couple pictures. Right. I sent one to Jay just to you know get a chuckle out of him. But uh, no, they've got all kinds of stuff. So I mean, if you're a rum fanatic, uh, they have Diplomatico. They have a couple different you know, bottles. Have there. you heard of the Kirk and is is it Sweeney? Uh, Zeka brought us some, okay. and dude, it was the best rum I've ever had. Nice. I was blown, and I think it was Kirk and Sweeney. Okay. I'll have to double check on that. But yeah, yeah, let me I know. I saw the bottle yesterday when I was cleaning. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know. yeah. But then they also have, you know, like I said, Diplomatico. They've got uh, Florida Caña. Um, they have Bamboo, but what they had was the white bottle of Bamboo, which I almost bought. Uh, it's called Crema. I've never I had say, the white bottle. Has that got cream in it? I, I don't know. I think it so. It sounds like it might yeah. be like some mix. Yeah. And I'm know? used to the black bottle of bamboo. We which, have that. Yes. That, that's wonderful. It's too sweet for me, but Bryant loves it. Yes. Yes. And see, I prefer Florida Cana, the, the 18. Um, my girlfriend is very much, I'll put it this way, Jay, the gracious man that he is, uh, actually like had a bottle of 18 at the shop, and my girlfriend saw it. And he was just like, uh, here you go. Nice. I just handed it to her. So nice. like, I was like, yeah, no, uh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about Jay is a different breed than most people that you ever will meet in, in, a, in a completely good way. And if you don't know, you just don't know. It, it's true. If you've never met Jay, you're missing out on oh, something special. Yeah, he makes me real. feel shitty for being a shitty person. And, you, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's hard to do. Yeah, it, it, and it... So Jay and I actually met years before I ever worked at the Leaf. We oh, actually y'all worked at the same. Yeah, place. we worked at Blue Cross together. Now at the time, I was working retail customer service. This was pre and during the Affordable Care Act kickoff. Okay, so when I was working there, average hold time was like ten hours, and I was angry. All the time. Ten hours. Ten hour whole time. Guys, imagine. That's worse than suddenly. It, right? Imagine calling when you're getting ready for work in the morning and staying on hold All until you're, you're in work. traffic coming home. Wow. And then the phone just cuts off because <laughs> you hit the end of the hold time. Oh, there's an end. There was when we first started. Wow. Uh, they since remedied that. Now, and, of course, now, call times have gone down. It's funny that y'all both worked there, and yeah. now you're both at the lead. Yeah, and, and well, and it's funny because I he always saw me because I was always angry. I was chain-smoking cigarettes at the time. Um, I would – I'm in shorts and flip-flops today. I did not wear a polo. You know, I'm, I'm kind of – I always have a polo on. 
Um, except for today, oddly enough, I wore a t-shirt. But um, when I was working at Blue Cross, I wore basically the same shorts, flip-flops, and a polo every day. And um, it was like, I don't know, 30 degrees outside, maybe 40. Jay's outside smoking. He's got his uh, little fleece, red and black fleece thing that he wears from uh, McMurray on. And um, he's sitting there smoking. And he's got his little headphones in. And he's just kind of rocking. And I stomp, literally just angry stomp, across the street. Because uh, we had to go across the street to smoke. He's just kind of sitting there. And he's just relaxed. And I see him pull this pack of cigarettes out. I was like, oh, I know where you got those at. And as he's lighting his second one, he's he was out on break before I was, and I'm chain smoking on my was he, third. Was he smoking American Spirit? No, it was, uh, it was uh, Nat Sherman. Okay, uh, Nat Sherman. Yeah. But I'm chain smoking on my third, about to start my fourth, and where I'm. You know, we have a 15 minute break, but I've only been there for about four minutes. I'm on my third, about to go on my fourth cigarette. Uh, yes, that is possible when you're angry enough and stressed enough. Uh, but I changed smoking these things down, and I stomped back across the street. That's how I met Jay, by the way. Uh, about four years later. Now, in the meantime, I have moved to Montana with Blue Cross Blue Shield. I was working with the Department of Insurance, and I come back to Texas after they're doing their layoff thing. I didn't get laid off. I left before I was going to be laid off in like January and having to trudge through snow uh, just to keep my apartment. But I moved back to Texas about four years later. And um, I start working at the bank. Yeah, that, and that's when I met you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, it was when around the time that you were actually going to start working Friday nights, and you, your your schedule kicked back up, and you couldn't. So I um, was coming across the street every day on lunch, and uh, Jay walks in one day on his lunch break, and he goes, "I know you." I was like, yeah, you do. I know you. That's cool, man. And about two or three days later, Jay's like, uh, Bill, you know this guy. It's Scott. Scott who? And I stick my head in the door, and he goes, oh, I, I know that guy. Fuck that guy. Right. What does he want? Right. What is, <laughs> why is he in my store? Yeah. Like, and, you know, at this point, I've known Bill since, like, 04. This is 2017, I think. And um, Bill's like, yeah, I know that guy. What the fuck does he want? And I was like, oh, well, um, Jay goes, well, he can work Friday nights. I was like, all right, cool. Done. Yeah, I mean, done. You didn't have, didn't run a background check. Didn't require a resume. Didn't require anything. It's no, just, you no start Friday. I know you. I've known you since you were, my mom and I used to go in. He's like, I've known you since you were 16 years old. Done. You're good. Done. So I started the next Friday. Jay try, trained me on a couple things. And, and you've been there ever since. Yeah. And, and for keep in mind, now for about a year and a half, I worked nothing but Friday night unless right. somebody needed me to fill in. Right. At the same time, I was working the bank, and I was working uh, mowing lawns on the weekend. So I was working three jobs. Are you still mowing lawns on the weekend? Hell no. Good for you. Good <laughs> like, for you. I, I do my own shit and try to sleep because there's I've got too much other crap I've got to deal with. I got you. Um, and, and that's just to stay so, steady on the weeks. So all that to say about Jay and how much the leaf reflects Jay. It, it's amazing because he took a dream. Okay. And 
wow, knocked it out of the park. Because yeah. I can tell you, we've even talked about it on the show before. There were times when he was showing us the sketches. Yeah, and you yeah. know, it's it's when we just, were drawing it up. Yeah, and yeah. it's just natural to go. Well, that's not how I would do it. I would do this and this and this. You yeah. know. And then when Jay opens the shop, I walk in and I'm like, holy shit, dude, you have knocked it out. And, I mean, I love hanging out there. It's home away from home. So, also, the Leaf is a sponsor of the show. So, look down in the show notes and you'll have an opportunity to call the Leaf. He has everything that we're smoking tonight, everything that we're going to talk about tonight. So, if you want to hook up with Jay, and if you're a Patreon member, you get free shipping. Anyway, I want to talk a minute for our other sponsor, McAuliffe Cigars. That's what you're smoking tonight. Yes. Uh, you know, they've been with us for a long time, and I'm just so thankful because, you know, I don't know if we've told you, but, you know, the only way we will take on a sponsor now is if we chase you down and beg you to sponsor us because we only want to work with the best. Absolutely. And so that's how we got McAuliffe. Look down the show notes. You can become an ambassador. Uh, if you're looking for Do their it. cigars, you can call the Leaf. Scott will be there. Yeah. Jay will be there. I, I'm there generally Monday through Friday. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the guy that opens the shop. I do all the stuff in the morning, all the paperwork. Uh, I'm there usually till 3, maybe even 6, depending on the day. And sometimes I even work on Saturdays. Yes. I was going to work this Saturday, but Colton was able to come into town. Nice. Um, but I still had, like, I was going to get up. And, and you still got donuts to the shop, so thank <laughs> yeah. you. So I was going to just, even though Colton was there, I was going to get up. And, and keep in mind, guys, I, I, I live 20 minutes from the shop. I, I live out in a different town. Yeah, he lives 20 miles, not yeah. 20 minutes. Well, the way he drives. Yeah, well, that, that, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I was going to get up, and I was going to get up early, stop by my local donut shop, and drive donuts into the shop. And my parents were by, and they were like, uh, you almost never get a Saturday off anymore. Don't worry about it. We got it. Nice. So they rolled to the donut shop and then rolled up and, you know, they give the, they give the other guys shit all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, that'll be $300. You know, it's like, what? Uh, I left my wallet in my other pants. Um, but, yeah, no, they, they dropped off donuts for me. Yeah, that was morning. nice. I had one. Thank you. And then, uh, yeah, so call up the Leaf. You can get the McAuliffe cigars. He they has just about every facing. And if not, I think they may have. Um, we mean, have like so we have every seventeen. Yeah, we have every single cigar they make. Um, Maybe not all the vitolas. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. We don't. We may not have all the vitolas. We have. But you have, have a you have a whole section things. of a wall that's just McAuliffe yeah, cigars. So, yeah, it's got its own. So Shelf. at the end of our humidor, we have a wall, a with two wall. different shelves and of just Texas is, brands. Yes. Okay, now what, like if you're facing <clears throat> the stock room, there is an entire wall of McAuliffe, and uh, and then on the left side, there's an entire wall of Roma Craft. Right. So you know we got to support local, of which you know I've got my Roma hat. I I've see got, that. You know, I, well right now you're I a hat a, guy. I, I generally I, I, wear. A hat. I have a hat for you. No, really, it's not a cigar talk hat. It's one of our sponsors, but I got a hat for you. All right, Larry doesn't wear hats. I asked him last week. He's like, you don't want to cover this beautiful mug up. So uh, that is true. I mean, <laughs> sitting next to him. I mean, right. you know, if I roll out, <clears throat> I'm. It may take a little while. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just, you know. Yeah, it may take a minute. So, guys, uh, we've got David Groot coming up next. He's going to, we did an interview with him, and I wanted to share what it's like to go to work for a shop. He recently started working at a shop on Saturdays. The owner, uh, 
felt comfortable with him and finally took like a week off. And so he covered the whole week. And, you know, you everybody wants that experience. And he just started doing it. So I wanted to get a pair of fresh eyes to tell us what it's like at the beginning. Because I did it. But, dude, it's been five years ago yeah and, and, and see that's the thing it's been a while for me too right uh, i mean i i this is what i do on a daily right so you i know mean, what you know but you don't remember what you i don't remember know. the scared moment of yeah uh, you know somebody asking for recommendation oh dude like, i remember know. the first time this girl asked me she was like i would like to get a cigar for me and my two friends and you know what i picked them out I picked them out what I smoked. <laughs> I told Bill, and he was like, they're going to be sick. <laughs> they're going to hate you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, don't miss that. And then when we come back from the break, Scott's going to give us his top 10 Connecticut's, which, you know, I like several Connecticut's, but I don't have a list of top 10. I asked Scott to bring it in, and he has a list of top 10. So we're going to do that when we come back from the break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dude, I am, I am literally using the cheapest ass cutter you could find. It was free. You know who Villager Cigars are? Yeah. So I mean, if, if oh, even, wow. the, even the stickers peeling off, I mean that that's how <laughs> cheap this cutter is, and it's one of those perfect cuts. And you know what I realized was the perfect cuts actually a really good cutter. This one sucks uh-huh. because the blades are dull. It's real flimsy, but. I don't know if anybody out there makes a solid, really nice, perfect cutter, but that would be a great idea. Does anybody that you know make one? Um, I don't know who makes them. Drew Estate was putting them out for a long time. Uh, they're made out of stainless steel. Okay. Um, the blades were fantastic on them. The problem was being all metal, um, they'd, lose, they'd get rough to cut with after a while clipping it together right like the metal rubbing against metal um but uh they made good ones so but i don't know who the manufacturer was they got them from so is that the is that the the name of the shop leaf lovers tobacconist yes awesome okay yeah, I know the background's not ideal, but I wanted to make sure I got the shop sign in the. No, I think it looks good. In the shot. If you had a light facing on you, it would be perfect. But that's it's good. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if there was some way I could do that, but I don't have anything up here that'll. I got you. That'll perform that. You don't have a beauty ring hanging around somewhere. I do not have a beauty ring now. <laughs> No, there's no beauty ring that's going to make this look any better, Rob. <laughs> oh, so, hey, guys, we got a special guest with us today. His name is David Groot. He is a longtime friend. He's a Light em Up crew member, and he's a tobacconist, and he's working or managing. I don't know where we're at. We'll get to that. But he's at the Leaf Lovers Tobacconist in Northeast Pennsylvania. Is that right? That's right. Boom. How about that? Thank you for hanging that sign. I can just read it right off. So tried to make it easy. 
I, I know you've been working there for a while, and I wanted to have you on after you've been there for a little bit so you could kind of, you know, get the experience. Because every cigar smoker out there either wants to work at a shop, own a shop, or always be at a shop if you have the opportunity. You've been doing it now for a while. How's the experience been? It's been fantastic. I'll tell you what, I've learned more about the cigar industry in just the past couple of months than I ever have in the 20 plus years smoking cigars I have. So, but that's the thing. You're always constantly learning stuff. And I haven't even learned the business side of it yet. Right now I'm just, uh, normally working Saturdays, but I worked for the boss all week this week while he's on vacation. So oh, nice. Well, you know, uh, I worked at the leaf and everybody jokes that it was only three weeks, but it was about three months and it was a great education and I didn't work there because I needed the money. I worked there because I love cigars. You know what I mean? And it was a great experience. I got to hang out with Bill and learn so much from him while he was still there. And it just really opened your eyes to another whole section of the cigar world because what you think you know and what you know is completely different before you start working there. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, Chris, the owner of the shop being in the industry for as long as he has, he's been involved in the industry for 30, 35 years, somewhere in there. Um, he's literally an encyclopedia of knowledge about how the industry works, what goes on behind the scenes. So, yeah, it's, it's been an experience. It's been definitely been an education so far. Well, it's interesting because I was at the Leaf last week, and Bill uh, Kalam came down, and he used to be the owner at the Leaf before Jay bought it. And, man, we were getting all kinds of great old stories about the tobacco cigar business back you know, back from the early 90s and what mm -hmm. companies were available and who was doing what. And it was just really awesome sitting there listening to these old stories that basically, if you weren't around back then, that is just poof, it's gone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, the history, yeah, nobody's you... taking that information down and making a movie, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and as uh, people from back then get older if those stories aren't being passed on to people, then yeah, that whole side of the industry gets lost. Right. So tell everybody, like you said, you've been smoking 20, 20 years. How, how did you get started smoking? I mean, 20 years ago, you're talking about the turn of the century. So you got started in the millennium. Late, late 90s, late 97, 90s. 98. Okay. Yeah, so, well, so it's probably closer to 25 years. So what got you into the cigars? Um, You know, I had uh, been listening to the radio and heard uh, somebody back then that talked about cigars a lot. And was it Cigar Dave? Give it a try. It was not Cigar Dave. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, um. But uh, it was a well-known national radio personality. I'll put it that way. I got you. Um, who was very much into cigars. And uh, so I decided to give it a try and got into the cigar community a little bit at that point. But my exposure was mostly going to the shop, picking up things, taking them home and smoking them at home. Now, was that where you live now? 
that I was living in Pittsburgh at the time. So oh, wow, like uh, the, um, the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah. How was that, man? Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh's not a bad city to live in, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, um, I've lived pretty much every place you could live down there. I've lived in downtown. I've lived in the suburbs. I've lived in one of the the more affluent neighborhoods, and it really is a nice town. It's got its problems like most cities do, but Pittsburgh's a good town, a lot of history. So did they have some really old cigar lounges in Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Now, back then, it wasn't so much the lounge experience. Just a shop. Um, it was most, most of them were just shops. They did have a couple of lounges down there, um, but most of them were just shops at the time. So that's, you know, why I didn't really get into the whole community thing at that point because there really wasn't uh there wasn't really a, a whole lot of opportunities unless you were like in the business you know what i mean that that right. community's always existed somewhat but really when lounges started popping up where you could hang out that's when the community really started coming together they they had some good cigar groups back then like i went on a cigar crawl um 98 ish and uh, it had a really good turnout. A lot of great guys. That's actually where I smoked my first Opus X. I had uh, a guy just give me two Opus Xs out of the back of his trunk because he knew I'd been looking for them all day. And uh, his only requirement was that I smoke them when my son was born because my wife was with me and she was noticeably pregnant. Ah. And uh, he said, you're not allowed to smoke them until the day he's born. Wow. And that's, that's cool. when I... That was the day I learned about the cigar community and how tight it is and how giving people are. And that's how your lust for Opus was born, so to speak. No pun absolutely. intended. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I make no qualms about it that I am an Opus uh, aficionado, shall we say, to keep it clean. But, uh, you know, and I tell people honestly, I say, you know, honestly anymore, I don't know if it's still because of the quality of the cigars or if it is the emotional tie it has to me. But in all honesty, I really don't care. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's there's cigars I think that we all love that the next guy might be like, nah, it's okay. But that's the great thing well, about cigars is you, everyone's looking for those cigars that speak to you. You know what I mean? Right. That's why there's so much of a selection. If if it was, you know, one size fit all, you would not have the variety of stuff that we have out there. Um, you know, one of the things Chris likes to say, uh, especially to new smokers, is there's only three rules. Like what you smoke, smoke what you like, and the hell with what everybody else has to say about it. Right. Well, that's good And that's advice. really true. That's good advice. It is. You know, you, you don't really diss on anybody um, for what they like. You know, if they're an acid person, great. You know, hopefully someday you'll graduate to non-flavored cigars. But, you but know, if that's your thing, that's your I'm thing. I'm not going to knock you. Right. That's your thing. I, I could, you know, you're no. I could care less what anyone else is smoking. I like to ask because lots of times I learn. But, I mean, when it comes to thinking that, what I'm smoking is better than someone else's or whatever. I really don't care. I mean, what you like is what you like. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it doesn't change your place in the community at all. Like somebody smoking an acid is not any less or any better than somebody who smokes 
a Davidoff or a Padron 1960, you know, four anniversary or an Opus, you know, everybody's the same. And that's one of the things that I really love about the lounge community is in most places, cigars are the great equalizer. Um, you can be in a shop with guys that'll make more money than you'll ever see in your lifetime. And you'll have guys sitting in there that work, you know, low end jobs and nobody cares because you're all there because you love cigars and that's your common bond. And it really draws everybody together. And you know what? I think that's one of the draws to the community because meeting people outside of your regular comfort zone is awesome. Like, I love learning about what other people do and what their lives are like that I would have never met if it wasn't for the cigar community. Exactly. Yeah, I have met some fantastic people that I'm I am honored to call friends now as a result of being involved in cigars that I never would have met any other way. Yeah, and, you know... I've met, and it, it, it's everywhere you go, because, I mean, I know you have a home shop, but, I mean, you could be at a shop in Texas, you can be at one in California, and it's just like when you walk in that door, boom, it's your community. Exactly. Now, I, I have been in shops that felt like they were a little cliquish, um, but generally, for the most part, 95% of the time, you're right. You walk into a shop, and... If there's guys sitting in there smoking, you are made to feel at home and you sit down and it, it feels like you've known people forever. I've really only been in two shops that felt real clickish and you didn't feel welcome. <clears throat> and uh, I burned both of them to the ground. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So yeah. how's it been working at the shop? I mean, tell me about like, what is a typical day like? I know you drive like an hour to get there. Yeah, it's like an hour and 20-minute drive to get here. So, um, it's it's a mix. There's days when it's real slow, and it's it's basically sitting here babysitting. There's days when I get a crowd of five or six in here, and conversations just light up and go. Um, I get the, the, the fortune of being able to smoke through the humidor, because one of the things he wants me to learn is everything that we offer, because... How do I point you to something that you'll like if I don't know what the cigars are like? So I get the benefit of trying new things without having to necessarily commit my dollar to it that I might not have normally smoked. And I've found some really good sticks that I would have never probably tried. Yeah, that's awesome. That's one of the things that I loved about working at the shop myself, because when you're there for hours... I mean, and especially when there's nobody else in the shop, I'm just in the humidor going through everything because I don't care how many times you've been there. There's cigars in there you don't know about. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just new things. It's stuff that's been out forever that you're like, wow, I didn't know that that particular one existed or wow, they still make those. You know, it's because not every shop carries everything. So <clears throat> you find new stuff. So have you found any like cigars that maybe were forgotten about like a box or something that was tucked away and you're like, what the hell is this? And he's like, Oh, I forgot we bought that back in 2016. Haven't run into anything like that. Although we do, um, 
we do have a box of the old uh, H. Upman uh, banker ingots hmm. that haven't been made in, what, six, seven years? Right. Um, so they've been sitting in there just aging away. Wow. He told me the one day, he's like, oh, hey, by the way, those are, try one of those, because those have been in here for like six, seven years. Those have got some good age on them. How'd so, you like it? Yeah, every now and then you find stuff. It was fantastic. It was a really good cigar. Very nice. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So your regular clientele are they from Northeast, or I mean, I don't know what the community's like there. Do people drive in off the interstate, or is it a, like everybody shops there? Or are they like local? Not everybody. Um, good number of them. Northeast is about twenty minutes outside of Erie, PA, and about uh, seven or eight minutes away from the New York state line. Um, and about three or four minutes away from a major interstate. So we get people from Erie. I've got regulars that come in from New York state because the tax, they'd rather buy their cigars here instead of buying them up there for the taxes. Um, and Erie County as a whole is a big, uh, winery area. So they have wine trail events up here where people come in from all over and just go around to the wineries and the shop is actually located right across the street from one of the stops so saturdays we will get guys in that have been sitting with their wives all day sipping wine and all of a sudden they go "Ooh, cigar shop right and they come hoofing it across the street like honey you have fun i'm going over to the cigar shop and uh they come over and spend some time here so you know, it's kind of like adult male daycare sometimes. Perfect. Let the wives do their thing, and the husband gets to stay here and smoke cigars. Hell yeah. But uh, So, yeah, we get people from all over the place. I had a couple uh, last Saturday that were traveling through. They were uh, up in New York State someplace, but they lived in, like, Michigan or somewhere out that direction. And this was, like, their halfway mark home. And the guy found the shop on the Internet and said that they were stopping. They were like, yeah, we're going to sleep. We, we were going to stay somewhere in the area, and I saw you guys had a cigar shop. I thought I'd stop in. So That sounds like me when I'm traveling. When I'm traveling, I'm like, what shops are where? I, I plan my whole trip around what shops I can go to. Yep, absolutely. I, I did a driving job for a while, and that's what I would do, is when I would go into new areas, I would Google cigar shops, and uh, met some really great shop owners, met some really great people just for the day, just going in and sitting down and having a cigar with somebody. So how do the taxes compare there in uh, Pennsylvania versus New York? Pennsylvania does not have a tobacco tax. All we charge is the sales tax. No way. Um, wow. Well, that's why uh, <clears throat> Cigars International and Thompson and... Um, JR all have their headquarters here oh, because wow. Pennsylvania doesn't have a tobacco tax. Wow. So um, they all have major, major facilities here, warehouses, stuff like that. Um, all those are out east, out towards more towards Jersey. But um, but yeah, we do not have a tobacco tax per se. So um, Bill White was actually just in to see me today. Oh, yeah. How was he, he doing? Was, He's doing good, doing very good. Um, brought me a nice little gift bag with him, and uh, 
he was going through the humidor and he picked up a project 40 and he goes, man, this is like six bucks here. He says in, in New York state, that's 12. Wow. And I, yeah, it's, it's horrendous. The, the amount that you pay for cigars up there. I did it once when I was traveling through New York and forgot to take sticks with me. And I stopped Ooh. in Buffalo to grab some. And I was like, yeah, not doing that again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've, I don't have that problem because in Texas we're, we're not quite as good as that, but I don't know if you know, but the tobacco tax on cigars is one cent per stick. Oh, that's so there's, we don't, we're not, if, we're not if complaining. You have to pay tax, that's not bad. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so you're not, you're not noticing that in your, in your wallet, you know? Right. Uh, I'll tell you what the big the big challenge right now is is the amount of shipping fees and the amount or the cost of shipping going up for cigar shops. Are y'all having that same issue? Uh, oh yeah, I mean because it, it gets passed down to us because the amount that it costs for them to get their their sticks in from Nicaragua, Dominican, wherever they're coming in from, uh, cargo crates have tripled in cost um, because of all the COVID stuff and everything. So, you know, shipping is astronomical and yeah, it, it ends up hitting you in the bottom line. The shipping cost gets passed on to us because the manufacturer has to pay it. Right. Um, so yeah, it has been, it, it, it has been noticeable. Yes. Yeah, I was talking to Scott at the Leaf last week, and I forgot what item they had ordered, but their order was like $62, and the shipping was going to be $122. And they said, wow. no, we're going to pass. We're going to pass. So the shipping That's was crazy. double the amount of the goods. It, it is. It's insane. I mean, where were they shipping to? Because that's that seems crazy yeah i don't know where it was shipping from or to but it was not shipping because yeah absolutely you know, not not at that right right so well, i know i'm sorry go ahead i know peter schmidt down in australia that's their deal too i mean getting stuff shipped in on top of all their taxes that they have to pay shipping to get stuff there is astronomical you know yeah, I want to say whenever I, I shipped Peter a package, and I don't remember if it was $80 or, or $130. It was somewhere in there. But then he had to pay, like, I want to say 200 bucks or 250 bucks tax on the package that I sent him. Yep. So, yep, I mean, their tobacco taxes down there are crazy. Well, I mean, between the tobacco tax and the shipping, Dude, I don't know how you could be mm -hmm. a cigar smoker. You got to be dedicated if you're down in Australia <laughs> smoking cigars. Absolutely. Which that's a good thing. So I was going to ask you, are you originally from PA? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I still live in my uh I'm back living in my hometown where I grew up. Um it's about halfway between Erie and Pittsburgh, out in the middle of the boonies. Um been here pretty much my whole life with the exception of a month or so i went to work for a place down in dc before i came back up to pennsylvania so yeah i've been here pretty much my whole life wow so when you moved back to your hometown did you like run into people that you went to school with yeah every now and then back yeah i mean, I mean it's a small town but 
you'd be amazed at the people that you don't see. I, I actually run into them more on Facebook than I do anywhere else. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know, you know, I figured what, what you graduated probably in, what, 36? Thanks, Rob. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, somewhere in there. What did you graduate? Like 85, 87? 85, you nailed it on the head. All right, it's what I thought, because I graduated in 87. I'm two years behind you. So, well, cool deal, man. That's going to wrap it up, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Is there any, tell people how they can, like, find Leaf Lovers Tobacconist and, like, maybe call them up and get you to ship them some cigars, man. Absolutely. Um, basically, just look it up on Google, Leaf Lovers Tobacconist. Uh, Google has the phone number, the address and everything. If you call up, uh, Chris can ship anything out to you that he's got. Um, I do highly recommend though, if you're looking for something you can't get anywhere else, um, he has his own blend cause he's been blending cigars for 30 some years too. Um, he has a blend that he has cigars that he was rolling here in the shop for 15 years. And they just last year, he started pushing them out national. Oh, wow. It's uh, Dos Ninos. Um, it comes in a Connecticut and a Habano, some of the best cigars I have ever smoked. And I'm not saying that cause I work here. Now, which one um, do you prefer? I said that before. Uh, I prefer the Habano myself. Man, I, I love I'm not much of a Connecticut guy. I, you know, I love um, Connecticut's too. I really, I have really gotten into that, but man, a Habano cigar, at least for the last year, I've been on a lot of Habanos. Oh, the Connecticut's great as well. And, and. Connecticut's are a whole different beast than they used to be back in the day. When I started smoking, your your Connecticut's were things like your Macanudos, which is what I started out on. You know, or very little flavor Cristo. to them. Yeah, your Monte Cristos, Baccarat, that kind of stuff. And the 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 Connecticut's they're coming out with now have a lot more flavor to them. You know, it, they, they're more interesting than they used to be. So yeah, I don't diss on Connecticut's at all. Yeah, I was um, I was smoking a Tabanero Connecticut. Uh, last week and I'd never smoked the Connecticut before and when I lit it up the first two or three puffs were like bam in your face pepper and I was like whoa what the hell and I was like it was enjoyable but at the same time I lit it up first thing in the morning and I was like I hope this isn't gonna be like that the whole way through and by the fourth puff it just like mellowed out into some nice cream. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, just that first initial spice bomb and then right into something silky smooth. I was like, that's impressive. Nice. Yeah, that would, you know, you got to have that spice bomb to kind of wake you up so that you can enjoy the rest of it, you know? Yeah, it Sometimes. was very interesting. I, I don't know that I've had a Connecticut that had done that before. So I was like, and you know, I I think that is kind of like a Cuban thing. You know what I mean? Cuban cigars are like that where you'll get a spice off the front, but then it mellows out the entire rest of the stick. Yep. And I don't smoke a lot of Cubans, but that's the experience that I've had. Yeah, there's a lot of them that do that. I haven't smoked that many either, but that's what I've heard, and I've had a couple that have had that experience to them too. Well, I was talking to a guy earlier. And he was saying that he has found that he's really fallen in love with Cuban cigars over what's available to the American 
uh, cigar smoker, and I was like, you know, I've had a few, and I can't say that any of them really rocked my boat, but they were. I've had some that I would classify as pretty good, and then I've smoked some that I consider pretty bad. Right, and that's the problem nowadays is you don't know what you're going to get anytime you get anything from from Cuba. Um, back in the late '90s, I had a the opportunity to have a couple and they were excellent. I mean, they lived up to everything I thought I had heard about them. Oh, really? Um, nowadays, the last couple that I've had, I was like, you know, this isn't bad, but for what this probably cost, I could buy a handful of cigars that I really enjoy way more than I would enjoy this. So yeah, it, I haven't had anything from Cuba that's really blown my socks off. Now, but it is a unique flavor. I do have to say that's it's a one of a kind flavor that the tobacco gives because of the soil it's grown in well no and it makes me think that i i haven't had a cuban probably in three years maybe a little bit longer than that so maybe i want to revisit that and see if my palate has adjusted or changed to where i might enjoy one because, you know, we always learn new things, even if you think it's, everything's one way. Maybe it's a different way. I just got to reinvest the time and the smoking. Hey, you're on mute, by the way. I don't know how that happened. There you go. Yeah, I, absolute, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. The um, your, your palate does tend to change over time. Um you know, and, and flavors that you didn't like before all of a sudden are, are good to you now. So, and like I always tell people, I tell them never judge a cigar from the first one you smoke because you have no idea what other influences you were under that day. It could be your mood. It could have been the way you were feeling. Oh, yeah. Uh, physically. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. When you first start smoking, you have no idea what you like. So unless you're getting some help from a really good tobacconist, you're just taking a stab at it. You know what I mean? And, or at least yep. for me, that's the way it was. And when I had a tobacconist actually help me pick out a cigar is when I actually fell in love with cigars. And that's, that's the difference between a tobacconist and a cigar shop. I've been to a lot of retailers that asked me, you know, what are you looking for? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just looking, you know, and then they, that was all they did. They just wanted to know if they could point me to something and get me out the door. Right. Um, you know, one of the things we try to do and why I have to smoke through the humidor is because if you come in here and you want to smoke something we don't carry, I've got to have kind of an idea of what might be close to that, that I can say, we don't have that, but try this. Right. Um, Something comparable. And like new, right. And new cigar smokers um, is the same way. You take them in, you show them some of the light stuff. But you give them a variety and let them start learning what they like, what they don't like. And then they come back in and tell you, yeah, you know, this one you gave me, I didn't really like so much. And to us, that's like, okay, that's narrows things down for us, you know? Well, you know, whenever I was working at the Leaf, my palate was 150% nicotine bomb, 150% spice bomb. That's what I was into. And I remember this young girl come in. She was probably 22 to 25, and she was like, yeah, I was really wanting to uh, try a couple of cigars. My boyfriend smokes cigars, and me and my girls were going to go out tonight, and I was wondering if you could pick something out for us. And, of course, I picked them out 
fully solid body cigars that I know just blew their heads off. And <laughs> anyway, Bill came in later and I was like, oh, yeah, I sold some cigars to these young girls. They, they were wanting something. They had never smoked cigars. And he's like, what you, what you send them off with? And I told him and he was like, <sighs> he was like, dude, they're probably <laughs> never going to smoke a cigar again. And I was like, oh, he was like, don't sell people just what you like you gotta you gotta learn to adjust and i was like okay but that was like probably my first two or three days in the shop you know and i remember i pointed out a cigar to one of our regulars that had been smoking cigars probably as long as i've been alive and i told him about a cigar because he always smoked the 1926 natural padrones and right I told him this cigar is just as good. You're going to love it. You're not going to want to spend 30 bucks on a cigar anymore. So I, he went in there and he got two and he left. He came back like a week later and I was like, hey, man, what'd you think of those cigars? And he was like, those were shit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of knocked me down a peg or two. You know what I mean? I was like, here I'm yeah. thinking I'm selling you the best cigar and at the time i love that cigar too it was the lfd cabinet six which i still think was mm -hmm. a great stick but you can't expect someone who smokes primarily 1926 padrones to think that's a superb stick right and that's that's one of the things that i was told right off the bat is do not recommend stuff that you like in fact if somebody asks you what your favorite cigar is divert the question away just say hey you know what it's whatever one's in my hand right now yeah that's the my, the point that's is, my answer yeah the point is for us to find a cigar that you like not for you to try to smoke what i like right you know if the I two mean, come together then that's great right and i mean the chances of our palates being the same you know what i mean because everybody's on a different level journey wise and it the journey for you is totally different than it is for me because we all pick and choose different routes to go. There's no right or wrong mm -hmm. way to take that journey. Right. The biggest thing is don't be afraid to try something new because you have no idea what you're missing out on. If you keep yourself in this rut where this is all I smoke, I come in and I buy a box of these every week or every month or whatever. And you're not exploring your palate further than that because it would be like eating the same food all the time. Nobody eats the same food all the time. Um, so why would you smoke the same cigar all the time? You want to explore new flavors, new tastes. Sometimes they won't be what you like. You'll know for next time. I, I didn't like that one. Show me something else. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot imagine. And I was like you for a while. I went from the really light stuff to the full-blown pepper bombs because I thought that was the way to go. And that was cigar smoking. Well, yeah, because when you get your first pepper bomb, you're like, now that's a cigar. You know what I mean? Because you've never experienced those flavors before. And because your palate is so young and doesn't really pick up on all the, you know, small nuance flavor profiles, when you get those powerful flavor profiles, you immediately think, wow, I can taste this cigar. This is what cigars should taste like. And then... Once you've completely burned your palate out, you want to go back to the lighter stuff and start over. At least that was for me anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I, when I got done with the whole, the whole pepper bomb, full-blown, in-your-face, blow-your-head-off phase, 
I started going back to, to some of the lighter stuff and I went back to Fuente and I was the first Fuente I smoked again. I was like, damn, how did I ever leave this? This is good stuff. You know, I forgot exactly how enjoyable they were because I was just out looking for that next blow my head off experience. And I missed out on so much uh, that there is in between the two extremes between so light you can't taste it and so heavy that you're not tasting anything else for 24 hours. Right. Um, I, I remember I took Tim out one night and I just bought him the same thing I was smoking. And he calls me the next afternoon and he's like, dude, I cannot get this flavor out of my mouth. And I was like, I know, isn't it great? <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, I've not been doing too bad of a job, I guess. Nobody's come in and complained that what I gave them was crap. So maybe that's a good a good sign that I got the hang of things so far. Well, it's I always guess time great to be at a shop that has quality tobacco, quality cigars, because there's nothing worse than a crappy cigar that's made with subpar tobacco. That's the worst to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I everything in here, I wouldn't say everything hits my palate, but everything is definitely top quality. I can tell it's a good quality stick. It may just not be in my wheelhouse or maybe not in my wheelhouse right now. Who knows? Like you said, down the road few months a few years from now maybe that cigar will hit me and it'll be like oh this is really good and you know so and, yeah and, it's, it's and, always good and you know from listening to the show that i rag on monte cristos but i did that for probably two years before i started smoking some more monte cristos because i smoked like the connecticut original and man it was like smoking air i couldn't even tell i was smoking a cigar but then i smoked the oscuro the Espada Escuro, and I was like, damn, that's actually pretty good. But I'm not going to tell anybody because, you know, I still like to rag on Monte Cristo. But turns out there's yep. like three or four sticks that I really dig, even from Monte Cristo. And if I would have been closed-minded, I would have missed out on those sticks. You know what I mean? You you hit the example I was going to say because, yeah, your, your original, your white series, you know, those things are so light it's not even funny. But that Espada is a damn good smoke. It really is. And you wouldn't think it was as good as it was if all your experience had been was in the lighter cigars in their line. You wouldn't know they made it. Just like Macanudo in the uh, – uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the line now. The, the colored bands, I the green and the red. Yeah, and, the green, red, and the blue. What is that? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 um, I think it starts with an E. <laughs> it's like a spotter, but it's something else. Wow. You stumped uh, me. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But, um, you know, Macanudo tried to branch out a little bit and stop being the brand that everybody goes to when they want something super light. And they came out with some great sticks that have good flavor to them. Um, that uh, Inspirato, the I, Macanudo I, Inspirato line. It all it all it almost starts it, with, it almost starts with an E. If you're from Lubbock, it starts but, with an um, E. But um, yeah, that Lubbockian, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that Inspirato Green with that wrapper rocker wrapper on it—that is some of the most unique flavor out of that wrapper, and it's a fantastic stick. But if you were biased against Macanudo because oh they all they make is stuff that I can't taste because it's so light, you're missing out. 
Yeah, and I actually smoked the Inspirata line, and I thought they were great cigars. I, I was, you know, it's not one of my go-to, but I was impressed because of what they used to be to me versus what they're actually doing now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. So, also, I wanted to give you uh, praise because, dude, your cigar picture quality has ramped up, like, way better over the last two, three months. Yeah, I'm trying, you know. Looks it, good, dude. Honestly, it looks it, good. It, it's not that hard with today's smartphones to make stuff uh, that looks good. And you just got to think about how to how to frame things, you know. Um, I actually started thinking more about my composition based off of uh, McAuliffe's Bold Moment Contest. Yeah. And what they said was try to take a picture that you would want to hang on your wall. Boom. So in other words, don't take a picture of you holding the cigar out or don't lay it on your table or whatever. Make everything look interesting. Make the composition look interesting that, so that you would want to actually hang this up and show it off to somebody. And I also... So that's what I try to do now. And I'll also add to that is also try different camera angles. Lower the camera lower than you would normally. Raise it up higher than you would normally. Quit thinking that you're taking a picture that we took of family back in 1985 and yeah. explore those different angles if you want to do something unique for, you know, cigar photography, which I love. But you're, you're doing a great job, man. I was impressed. I, I remember one of the first days I saw one of your new techniques and I was like, damn, look at Groot stepping up the photo game. Well, you know, you like you said, you got to try different angles. I've been playing with different filters, um, so it gives them a little more of a unique look to it, a little different color palette than you might think. Um, black and white, you can get some really cool black and white photos. I saw you posted one cigar photos. yesterday or earlier today. Uh, it was probably, it's probably been a few days ago since I did that. The okay. last, the last few I've posted have all been pretty standard. I haven't filtered them, but um, yeah, it just play around. You know, that's that's the that's the fun about being able to do everything digitally now. Back in the day, you were taking pictures with film, and you're paying to get all those developed. Nowadays, it's free. Get in there, get into your camera app, and just have fun playing around with the filters and the adjustments and and stuff like that you, you'd be surprised what you can come out with well i really think that what the group in discord would like to see is maybe you do more cigar pictures and maybe like wear a bikini or something no rob nobody wants to see that let's just not <laughs> let's not even go there that would be like seeing orlando in a bikini well uh, all right it'd probably be worse than seeing orlando in a bikini it'd be like seeing zaka <laughs> wearing a bikini Zaker or Kyle, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be right up there. So, so hey guys, also uh, look down in the show notes if you want to join our Discord server. You'll find Groot, you'll find Zaka, you'll find Sean O'Connor, you'll find Kyle, all these guys that we're always talking about on the show. That's where we hang out. That's where we post pictures of our cigars, our booze, and uh, we just have a good time in there. So look down in the it's show the notes and join us. It's a great group of guys. Um, I've met some guys that I'm friends with now as a result of being on there. We get a bit rowdy, so be prepared for that. We've got Rob created a safe room now for 
people to come into to start out with and then yeah once you once you leave enter that, at your own risk <laughs> yeah once you leave the safe room everybody gets issued a ball gag <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke you got to buy yes. your own so anyway uh <laughs> hey Groot, thanks for taking the time to come on man i've enjoyed the conversation and i've uh, been wanting to get you on for quite some time I, I think you're very knowledgeable on cigars your knowledge really impresses me and i really appreciate the analytical uh conversations that we've had about the cigar business the cigar industry you you really pay attention to the minute details that go on that I think a lot of other people miss. And so I always appreciate your opinion. I always appreciate your perspective just because I, I think you look at it from an overall but also really in the details. And I, I think a lot of people don't take the time to see the details like you do. And that's one of the reasons that I value your opinion so much. So thank you for taking the time to come on the show, man. Well, thanks for having me, Rob. It's been great. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, uh, don't be a stranger. We'll see you in the Discord soon. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with David Groot. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, that guy is not only going to be a great tobacconist, but I love how he pays attention to details and I mean, you're a lot like that, and that's why you guys are going to be great tobacconists. You already are, but he's really just getting started in the store, and so I have that full expectation of him being like you. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I would love to sit down and just, you know, beyond just the podcast, uh, get a just a minute to pick his mind, because I'm, I'm one of those that he's... He's new to the industry, and I'm, I guarantee you I could learn something from him. Oh, because he's seeing stuff with fresh eyes. Exactly. And you don't remember. Yeah, you, that first moment. Back when you started, you didn't think about what would be a good answer if somebody who's been doing it for years came to you. You're just trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. Yeah, and then also you have to think of it this way, man. Uh, the social media presence now is so much larger. I don't deal with a lot of that. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I don't, I don't even know if you have Instagram. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I have a Facebook that I've had since you had to have a college email address to even sign up for it. Um, but I don't. I, I, I'm, I, I scroll through it for memes and to see the random weird shit that I see on my Facebook growing up in the area. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, hey, while we were gone, we lit up new cigars. I'm smoking the Oliva Master Blend 3. It was a gift from Big Dick Larry. And then what are you lighting up over there? Well, I've actually smoked a whole cigar in the break time. Um, I smoked a Maceda, Connecticut. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had the Tabanero. Let, let's jump in and talk about Tabanero for a minute. That was your first experience. What would you say about them? Okay, so it is... A very nice, mild, mild plus. And, and there are varying. I know people all have a different scale. I smoke everything from the mildest cigar you can possibly find to the heaviest cigar you can possibly find. And it is a mild plus in my repertoire. Right. Now. And I agree that, with that. And it's become one of my favorite Connecticut's. Yeah. Because even though it's light, it's, you have a great flavor profile. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a, I did a deep V cut with that. Calibri V cutter that I sold you, the the double one, um, and it is 
It, it perfect draw. First of all, perfect draw. Right out of the gate. Yeah. Bam. And, and, and it, you, you taste the notes on the cold draw of just some of that extra that you get from different cigars. That, that medium earth kind of coming through, the pepper, everything like that. And then when you light it up, it just kind of burns perfect. And it's clean. <laughs> it's creamy. It's like it's yeah. almost like buttery. Yeah, it changes from the cold draw to the actual light. You know, the cold draw, you're getting a little bit of that earth, a little bit of that deep pepper, and then you light it up, and it's instantly creamy. Yeah. Like, I, I, the first thing and I then, thought... I, even I, when you toast the foot, yeah. you're getting a little bit of that, like, what, uh, baking spice? Yeah. And yeah. then when you light it up, it's buttery creamy. Yeah. In fact, when I was when I was first lighting it up, the first thing I said was, it would go great with a cup of coffee. Right. I mean, just... Which I've had many together with. Many, yeah. I was like, but right now, I'm actually smoking a Padron Damaso, number eight, the Corona. You know who loved those was Dr. Bill. He did. And that's, that's why I smoked one before, and because he recommended it. And, you know, when Dr. Bill recommends a cigar, that's you're going to smoke absolutely, it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but no, it's to say, uh, it's one of those things, I mean, I, I put together a little list of and and uh, don't get me wrong, I smoke everything. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm well aware that you smoke everything, and it, I mean, I think it does have to be legal. But other than that, Fair you enough. smoke everything. Yes. So that being said, I put together a little list. You did put together a list before we get there, though. I want to say if you're interested in trying Tabanero cigars, look down the show notes. There's a link for Tabanero cigars. I mean, yes, you absolutely. heard you heard the guy that has no invested interest say, "I've got a Habano right now that's in my hand." That's another great stick, um, <laughs> and I want to try this. Yes, uh, just from trying the Connecticut, I want to try this. So it, that's that's one of those things. I will probably either later tonight or tomorrow with my coffee at when I'm opening the shop. That's I a probably great this. morning to. Noonish stick yeah. for well, me. That, that'll work perfect because I you open drink at 10 coffee until and, afternoon. Well, at least. yeah, usually I'm drinking coffee until like three or four. Right. Morning, so. so anyway, uh, I chase them down. I love Tabanero. Look down the show notes. Click on their link. Go by and check out everything they have. I haven't smoked everything they have by far, and I can tell you what I have smoked. I've loved. Uh, and then we got Case Elegance, which. Look up if you're watching the YouTube video. Look up here, and you, or actually right over here, and you'll see a picture of the humidors. And I'll rotate through them. They have man bags made out of badass leather, and uh, they have travel humidors now. Uh, we're going to be giving one of those away in the very near future. Probably next episode we'll announce what the contest will be, but we're going to give one of those away. And then, uh, dude, if you're looking for a quality humidor, it's like. You don't even have to worry about it. They have step-by-step instruction that the dumbest person in the world like me could set it up and not fight with it. I'm going to tell you right now a secret. Bryant even was able to set his up with their instructions. That tells you right there that it's easy. And it maintains because it's quality construction, great product, beautiful finishes. They have one that's an octador that has a a black piano finish. They have another one that's a military locker that just looks badass. 
And so go check them out, see what they got. And if you use the code Cigar Talk Coin, you'll get a uh, medallion, or, well, a challenge coin with our logo on one side and theirs on the other. Or you can just do Cigar Talk and get 10% off. And then, uh, so let's jump into your uh, top 10 Connecticut's. You know, I'm a fan of a few Connecticut's. I wouldn't say, because I don't, I don't, I find a Connecticut that I like and I smoke it a lot. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, because I've smoked some Connecticut's that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Because yeah. they were just too light. Yeah, exactly. There, there are a few um, in the repertoire of a Connecticut cigar that, I, lack of a better term, you're smoking air. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but the Monte Cristo, maybe the classic. Classic's pretty light. Um, one it does of them have was a little bit of flavor. Super but, light. Uh, yeah, say, and, and we can get into the, the the Monte Cristo thing a little bit uh, after we do the list. But yeah, I don't have a Monte Cristo on here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, oddly <laughs> enough, yeah, awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I've got. I've got some interesting things on here. All right. uh, some that you may or may not. Know. Are you going to count them down? Yeah, I say. In fact, I'll start with ten. Nice. Um, the my father's cigar, Connecticut. Their standard Connecticut. I prefer. You know, I've never smoked one of those. Really, I've okay. never smoked. I one. prefer the Corona. I tend to prefer smaller ring gauge because are I, the Connecticut's well, or in general. In general, okay. Now I'm not a Lancero smoker. I love a Corona. Um, I tend to prefer something that's about 6 by 46, 6 by 42, something like that. Um, now, I even like it. Have you had the 40, the yeah. 40 ring gauge? Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. I thought that would be too small, but most Lanceros well, are smaller yeah, than you're 40. Into, you're getting almost into Lancero, yeah, right. you know, 36, 38, somewhere in there. Um, but, yeah, getting it for 40, uh, to me, you know, Lanceros are great, but if they cut off about an inch, inch and a half, they'd be even better. I agree. Um, and, and that's just personal preference. Same. And, and, but, yeah, I love Coronas. Um, but they're all great. I carry, I think, four different sizes, Robusto, uh, Corona, Toro, and I believe a Grand Toro. Nine, or Toro Gordo. What's that, like a six and a half by 54? The, the, 56? I think it's a 56 or a 58, actually. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's getting into You know, when you get beefier. into the 58, that's about the max yeah. I will do. And even then... I prefer if it has a torpedo tip with that or a bellicoso tip. Dude, if I smoke a larger ring gauge, I almost always go with a torpedo, figurato, you yes. know. And so... Because you're not smoking that big tip. It does make your jaw tired. That's right. the biggest thing. Um, and then beyond that, uh, going into number nine, another my father's. Uh, it's the H two K. The it's the two thousand. I don't think I've ever had yeah, that one. It's it's a different take on the Connecticut. Uh, it is actually so the my father's Connecticut. You, you really get more into a medium. Um, the H two K is actually a fairly mild cigar with naturally sweet tobacco. Uh, it has almost that aged nice. taste to it, so it gets kind of knocks off all the edges, and it's very nice, kind of reserved, but it's a milder stick, and I refer a lot of new smokers to it. Um, it's uh, very nice. It's even, and it's just a really soft box a press. nice first out the gate cigar in the yeah. morning. It's a soft box press and it just burns perfect. Nice. Well, I'm a big fan of my father's work in general. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's not much that they do that I don't care for, 
and some of my very favorite cigars are my, my father's. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have sold you a number of <laughs> 1922 Lady Juice. Um. Hey, I've been on a kick with those. And Absolutely. You know, what, you know what brought my love back to that was the Petite Robusto. Yes. That, um. that Vitola, it's like... It's not overpowering because it's not it's a full-size. Because I used to smoke the Torpedo. It's a wonderful stick. It's a great stick, God, but I'm not it going to. Yes. It's heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. And so I find in the Petite Corona, I get a little bit of that heaviness, but, but it doesn't just done. keep, ba- you know, yeah. like it's not like a marching drum. Yeah, it's not bashing you over the head with the flame right. at the end. Exactly. All right, so what do you got for number eight? Number eight, I have the A.J. Fernandez uh, New World, Connecticut. Also never had it. Dude, I sell it in a Churchill right now. Phenomenal. Like, really just a medium And you know I love A.J. Yes. I've just never smoked this Connecticut. I've got it in the shop. Next time you're in. I will definitely come get one. It's wonderful. It's, like I said, a medium great it's in the new world line so it's not over the market price it's just right at that medium range kind of thing it is in their church seven eight dollars yeah something like that not i mean not just like oh my god you have to buy it but it, it's it's one of those things that i could go in day in day out and just smoke it nice you know it, it's just great and does it have like a uh, peppery finish? It's going to have some of the pepper. You know, the New World line is known for just its pepper for the blast. AJ stamp of yeah. approval. It usually will have a little spice on the exactly. end. Exactly, but this has being a Connecticut. Is it, it still keeps, creamy? It's got that cream mixed with that peppery. It's almost like a creamed gravy pepper. Nice. Like you know wow. that pepper gravy. All right, yeah. now you're speaking to me. You say gravy to a fat boy. <laughs> I'll be down tomorrow exactly. to get one of yes, those. Yes, it is nice. It's got a little pepper, a little that cream gravy, so you get that pepper gravy kind of thing going on. Nice. Wow. That sounds fabulous. It is. It it really is good. Um, All right. Number six. Number seven. 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 Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier, the Undercrown Shade. Um, The Undercrown Shade is kind of one of those... You know, a lot of people talked about how creamy the uh, Brick House Connecticut was. And it's all this double binder. Also never smoked it. So it's a great cigar as well. Uh, it's a J.C. Newman product. It, it's, it's got great construction. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the Undercrown, being a Drew Estates product, is kind of their answer to it. Oh, okay. Um, and many of you may or may not know the story behind Undercrown and how it was made off of the Liga, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is their Connecticut offering, and it is pretty awesome. Awesome. Um, you get that creaminess. You get that full kind of texture of the smoke that you get from the Undercrown, um, but it's in a more mild package. So if you're a milder smoker and you don't want to get that over kind of poweredness that you get with that spice and kick from the uh, Maduro Undercrown, right. you kind of get that laid back, more reserved, but great tobacco flavor. Um, so it kind of just meets that happy medium for the Undercrown series. It's very nice, reserved, but going to give you a lot of great flavor. I, I I'm looking forward to trying that one too. You know, I do like good Connecticut's. Yes. You don't want to. Well, I don't want to tell you. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. Is this on the list? Because I think it should be on the list. The Lugalera Connecticut. We'll get there. 
All right, because that's a damn good Connecticut. It is. All right, is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Number six. All right, number six, uh, the McAuliffe, Connecticut. Great Connecticut. Yes. So if you've never seen one or you've never had one, McAuliffe has a, an extremely light. It just the, the leaf on the Connecticut when it's wrapped looks almost intimidatingly thick or heavy for, for Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, because it, it's is, solid. Yeah, it is a stout-looking stick. But yes, it is not overabundant. It's not crazy. You're just gonna, you're and gonna it's smoke not, it and it's, enjoy it. It's not so light. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's, you it's have a light. lot it's more, more flavors. Yeah. that fall into that medium category versus yeah. where a lot of Connecticut's I've tried that I was like, eh, it wasn't just creamy. Yeah, it had some meat it had to some, it. Yeah, exactly, meat. Um, but yeah, it's a nice. I'd say medium, maybe even reaching into medium plus. Not quite a medium full, but yeah, a I, bit I extra would agree with that. It. Maybe like I mean, if you were in the math, point two five above, yeah. just a little. Bit. Yeah, just yeah. get you over the hump. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy the McAuliffe, Connecticut, um, and that uh, you know it's it's kind of just one of those things that I don't smoke it a lot. I need to get back into smoking it. If you've not seen one or had one. Everybody, you need to try one. I went through a box last month. <laughs> that, that, that explains right there, guys. That that's you need to get on it. Um, so, all right, get into number five. Number five is the Romacraft EC line, the Ecuadorian Connecticut. Okay, if you now never, is that the Intemperance? Yes. Okay, the Intemperance. I am a big fan of their Connecticut as well. Mm-hmm. I I think they accomplish a medium level. Yes. As far as the flavor profile, you know, I'm, I'm, none of the Connecticut's I've ever smoked are strong yeah. on the nicotine side. Is that pretty much the... For the most part, there are a few, and, and you may, and most people may consider some of the things I, I tell them later are cheating a little bit. But um. Well, and, <laughs> and, you know, you have to state what you think is strong is it's all relevant yes. for the person. Yes. Because what I think is strong, a lot of people would think was death. Yes. And a lot of some people strong would be like, well, that wasn't strong at all. Yeah. So it's all and, relevant and, yeah, for so there, each there's, person. Yeah, there's one we'll get to a little bit later that I'm I'm sure you will agree is a, is, is a step up. Okay. And, and where I say cheating. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that one. But, yeah, the Romacraft, I, I would say, is uh, mild to medium- very nice. It's not so much creamy as it's a little. Now, zesty. would you go as far as saying me or a a, a, a a mild plus to medium? Yeah, because I yeah. don't think you get below a mild plus. Yeah. It's it's really more. Yeah, you're right. Mild plus to medium. It, it's it's not quite creamy like the other Connecticut's. It's a little zesty. Yeah, you don't get that creaminess yeah, from it. It's more fresh for a cigar. Those of you that understand understand. It's not cream. Right. It's almost zesty. You get oh, almost that citrusy. And, and, and I've noticed that a lot of Connecticut's that I've tried, you do get the zest. But let me tell you, I've actually had some cigars that have too much zest. Yes. And yes. it actually dries my palate out. Absolutely. You and have I, to have something to drink with it. I do not enjoy a zest that dries my palate. Yeah. And so this does not. No, it, it's right, kind of the happy medium for zesty versus creamy. Um, it it just kind of 
for the number five, the reason I did it, it it's because it kind of fits that entry to more age smoker kind of vibe for Connecticut. Some people prefer something that gives them a little mystique with their smoke. Right. And that's why I picked it really for number five. I mean, there are others that have a little bit more to them that are lower on the list that are a little more creamy. But I really, you know, like the My Father's Connecticut, it's more of a medium in general. And and I don't generally suggest that stick to a newer person. But there are people that yeah, prefer it yeah. because they smoke I mean, a little bit and, heavier. And, you know, I, I find that when I've talked to some people that are like brand new smokers, mm-hmm. I know they can handle a little bit stronger cigar, maybe exactly. start out with a medium, because I know they eat habanero salsa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, when you dive into someone's palate a little bit, exactly, it's okay to recommend something a little stronger if you know... Yeah. They're that type of person. Going on that, um, you know, that's one of those things. When you come into my shop and I'm there and you ask me to go in the humidor with you, there, I'm going to ask you a series of well, questions. Let, let's stop right there. <laughs> let's stop right there. Because I have told people on the show how important it is to ask the tobacconist to go in with you. Yes. And I've been Absolutely. smoking for a long time now. Yeah. And I still do that. Absolutely. Because I've done it numerous times. you know stuff that we have or don't have or whatever that can help guide me. And so when I say ask the tobacconist at your local shop, I am 100% serious. You attest that you. I ask you all the time, hey, come in the sh- humidor yeah, absolutely. with me. I, but the other so day, you take asked Take advantage me, of the knowledge that your guys have. Yeah, the other day, before you got back on the Yellow Rose Kick. Yeah, <laughs> I have in, been on that kick. You came in and asked, well, you know, what's something I haven't had in a while? And I was like, well, you know, something you want, you know, medium full, full, you know, this, that, and the other. And was, you were like, I want something that's medium full to a full. And I right. Said, all right. All right. When was the last time you had a crown head? It's been a while. I mean, I've, I've smoked, you know, the Buckeye, blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, when was the last time you had a yellow rose? I've got some in stock. You know I get excited. <laughs> and, and and then history was made. Um, Rob, Because, you know, when you don't have them, I still get the Buckeye. Absolutely. But that ring gauge, uh, well, I should say this. Just the fact that the Yellow Rose is a box press torpedo with that go. nice toothy wrapper. Yes. And it, you take the ribbon off to light the foot. There is no band, and the construction has never let me down. Absolutely, they they do a really they good really job do, that and it's it, they're one of those brands that I need to explore more often. But yes. because the Yellow Rose is so freaking good, it, it's hard it's, to jump out of. It. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So where are we at? Number four. Uh, yeah, we're getting into number four. So you'll like this one, uh, La Galera. Uh, what a Connecticut. great Connecticut. So, in particular, my favorite, again, smaller engage, the Pegador. The, it's their Corona offering. Now, we started out with I the like Robusto. the Robusto yeah. and a the, Corona. The Toro. And, yeah, I was like, I've well, smoked the Toro, yeah. but I'm really that Robusto guy. Yeah, I was to say, we, we started offering the uh, Robusto and Toro, and we got into um, the Pegador or the Corona. And 
to me that Corona is that happy medium between the Robusto and the Toro because the Robusto to me it was almost like it's great I want more it's over right <laughs> but you know I like to smoke yeah. a lot of sticks exactly. in a day so I like to you like to vary stair your step yeah. yeah but yeah I prefer the the Pegador just just because it gives me that extra little bit and it's that small and what's the range. length on that. It is five and a half by, by 46. 46, I believe. That is a nice Connecticut size. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, that that would be my number four. Um, my Great number choice. Th- yeah, say my number three. Uh, it's gonna. It might throw some people off a little bit because I've said that I prefer smaller ring gauge. Um, the Perdomo twelve year vintage uh, Connecticut. Now, you know, what I've noticed about Perdomo is they are all larger ring yes. gauge, except for the, is it the 10th anniversary 10th that's anniversary out? has a couple that drop below that standard ring gauge. Right. They have a standard ring gauge now, other what's, than a few sticks. Is it like a Perfecto? <clears throat> um, they, it's, it's like a small rings Perfecto almost on some of the 10th anniversary. Uh, they Well, the 10th anniversary has a couple Figurados. Um, now that being said, that's generally the newer kind of mixtures they have with the Sungrown and the Maduro. Um, now they're with a, the blue and the red. Yes, band. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like a four-inch uh, Figurado. I love that. Those cigar. are wonderful. I, you know what? It's I have really enjoyed those Vitolas because it is a completely different experience. Yes, and I actually like to have some cigars in my humidor that I can smoke in. 30, 40 minutes. Exactly, exactly. And that falls perfectly into that. Yeah. Now, this one is in their standard ring gauge. It's like, uh, I think they say it's a 56 or a 54. I think it's more closer to like maybe a 56 or a 58. Right. But um, their 12-year vintage, if you've never had it. I have not had that one. It is is great. It's going to have a little bit of aged kick to it. So tomorrow I'll be at the Leaf. There you go. There you go. I mean, not that I'm normally not, but, you know. Fair enough. I'll be buying some Connecticut's tomorrow. Mm. Absolutely. But, yeah, I really enjoy that one because it's got a little bit of age kick. It is a double-aged cigar. So it's aged in general in bales. And it's got to be, being Perdomo, it's not ultra-light. No. It's a medium to, well, what they say, okay, is their Connecticut's typically line up mild to medium. I would put this one more toward the medium. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. I uh, see that excites me for a Connecticut. It, yes, it's it's got that extra bit, and 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 there's a few things about Perdomo that a lot of people don't realize. Okay, so a lot of a lot of Connecticut's straight out the box, they just go, okay, we're taking this, we're gonna cure it, boom, it's in the bale. Okay, it's aged six months, it's dry enough, wet it, roll it, chip it. Um, I would like to pause for one <laughs> second. Do do other people in this room know we're recording a show? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's like it's like Jay and Big Boy sitting over here playing grab ass. I mean, I've been watching out of the corner of my eye. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, but, you know? <laughs> exactly. So back with our previously scheduled program. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. So uh, Perdomo, um, with their Connecticut, they actually take and ferment in a special proprietary kind of way. Their Connecticut. Really? For like two years. So I would think that you're getting a lot of flavor. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. In fact, a lot of people that have a problem smoking Connecticut's in general... 
can turn around and smoke a Perdomo Connecticut because of the extra fermentation on the leaf. It kind of breaks down some of that extra, I guess, spice or different pepperiness that you get from some of those. And it kind of just makes it to where, I guess, it breaks down some of the chemicals in it that it makes it easier for them to smoke. Um, there's a few people that have said that they can't smoke Connecticut's and then they see the Perdomo one and it's like, oh, well, that smells wonderful. Who, who says they can't smoke Connecticut's? <laughs> I need to have a conversation with those people. And there's there's a few. Because you know what? I say that in jest, partly, but I used to be that way. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, I can't smoke a Connecticut. Yeah. that's It's too light for me. I don't enjoy it. And now yeah. I'm like on a, a, a new journey. Absolutely. Trying Connecticut's that I've never had. It's a whole different world. Yeah, it really is. You know, like, you- I know what I'm going to get when I smoke this Master Blend 3. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to get when I smoke what you're smoking now, but we're not going to talk about that because I have a feeling that's on your list as well. Just yet. But, uh, so yeah. what's number two? All right. So number two, it's relatively new to our shop. We've known our rep, Joel, for a long time. He's come to talk to us for a great while. Um, but our number, or my number two um, is relatively new. I kind of kick myself for not knowing about it sooner. It That's is, always a good sign. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, and it's it's surprising, okay? It is the Black Label Company Porcelain. Oh, you know what? I still haven't smoked the porcelain. You need to smoke I've porcelain. heard everybody's told me i got to smoke it. I just, you know, the last few times I've been down, I haven't smoked a Connecticut. Yes. So that will be, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down tomorrow. It is easily, easily a medium plus. I love that. And it comes in a standard kind of Corona thing. In fact, it I've looked got like one a it looked like a torpedo. It oh, is no. a pigtail. It's a pigtail. What yeah, is that? Here. Is that a Toro or a Robusto? That is a Corona. Dude, I'd like the Vitola on that. Look at that right there. Well, he tells me to hold up the cigar, but I'm not even on the camera. There you go, right there. So, yeah, I have been wanting to smoke this. I just haven't got to it. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I was say, I've got a couple others here. So we had talked about the Perdomo. Um, Here is the Perdomo uh, 12-year vintage. Yeah, I say that there is my number three. Uh, the one I just gave you, the porcelain, is my number two. Um, but yeah, that right there is the twelve year vintage. Estelle Rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes through and says Connecticut smooth. The uh, is it Condega aromatic? Yeah. And another what's the Japala? Halapa. Uh, Halapa region of well Lubuckian. Yeah. I don't know if you know Lubuckian, but it's Japala. And that makes it sweet, but then it has the estily rich tobacco in it. Let's show that right up there. There we go. Boom. All right. Thank you. Thank you. uh, Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, it's... It's one of those where I don't know if he was giving those to me, but now they're here. They're they're here now. But yeah, those two right there are my number three with a Perdomo and my number two with a Porcelain. Nice. I wanted to smoke the Porcelain, but I'll I'll Porcelain is... I've really... Because I've been really enjoying all the Black Label Trading Company cigars that y'all brought in. In fact, we brought some new ones in. I saw well when because I saw yesterday. Uh, yeah, so you if you were there yesterday, you had the whole. The now it's two whole rows. Yes. Yeah, uh, we went through and reorganized. I've got uh, I think three new SKUs in Dissident and three total now. 
or two newts, two new skews. You know, and, I really uh, love the cigar, the home. Blackworks. Yes, home. But I can't stand the guy who made it. Ben sucks cock. <laughs> ben, if you're listening to this, just know I think you suck cock. Ben, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I say, it, it's one of the things. I think I have uh, three new SKUs. I have uh, Rant, Rave, and Tirade in Dissident. And then I have uh, NBK and Viaticum in uh, Black Works. I thought studio. you were going to say Viagra. Oh, right. I mean, I don't need it, but I do have some. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got that one on the desk, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, then we, we've got another um, size. We actually have a Toro in Salvation. In I Blackboard. love the Salvation. Well, I've got it in a Toro now. I don't know if I, I smoked it Saturday with Bill and Ed and Larry. Dude, every time I go in, uh, it's like the Salvation. And you know, my, my policy or my theory or my, what would you say? Anyway, one of those things. If you can buy salvation, you should. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But yeah, no, we got that in in, in a Toro the other day at the shop. Nice. So we have two offerings in just salvation because salvation really has kind of hit that that Dude. stride. And the the construction of all, all of, of their those. cigars yeah, have amazing. been spot on. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. you know that. I mean, anybody that listens to the show, I don't care how expensive or how cheap a cigar is. If you don't have good construction, I don't want to smoke it. Well, uh, my my kind of rule of thumb, Rob, is if I have to work to smoke it, it's not worth it. it it's ruining the experience. Yeah, that's not what I'm. That's not why I'm smoking a cigar. Exactly. I want to be carefree, and I want to remember my parents beating the shit out of me. No, I'm just kidding you. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, so we're at number one. So number one. Is okay. what you're smoking. Is actually what I'm smoking. I gave you my number two and my number three. I wanted to smoke that portion, but I'll give it to you. Uh, my number one is the Patron Damaso number eight. And this is where I kind of get into that territory of, oh, you're cheating. Why would you be cheating if you did that cigar. So, Damaso is a strange beast, okay? It is more of a Padron full-flavored stick with a Connecticut wrapper. So, are the the binder and the fillers more like the regular They're, Padron? I believe so. Uh, it is more of a robust, more of a kind of just brighter. You don't get that real creaminess. You don't get that real... Uh, the well, now, well now I'm wishing you wouldn't have smoked that one and you would have passed it over. Well, it's been a while since you've had one of these. Yeah, it has been. You know, it's been so long ago that I'm going to tell you I didn't enjoy it. But it was before I was ready to explore other than full-bodied, full nicotine punch in the face exactly. cigars. Exactly, and that's that's where this kind of fits. Okay. You smoke this, you know you're smoking it. It is more, it's closer to a, I'd say medium full to full almost. Now, do you remember when I was smoking primarily Cabinet Sixes? Yes, I do. And then I was also primarily smoking Cro-Magnums. Yes. That's when I smoked that cigar. Not a great choice. <laughs> right, because it's night and day. Exactly. It, so it's, it's, it's close to that full body, full flavored thing. 
but you don't get any of the uh, chocolate sweetness from the Maduro to dampen it. So are you getting like more zest? Or it's are you not getting even so more much like zest. a baking mellowed you spice? You get that spice from it. Okay. Not so much cream, not so much spice. Or not so much zest. You get the more the spice backer from it, from that heavier tobacco. That makes me very excited to smoke and that cigar. As you get closer, I you saw me just take off the bands. I'm about. I, uh, I and I'll tell you this. I love how clean the burn has been. Yeah. And how oily that wrapper is for a Connecticut. Yeah. Because it, a lot of wrappers on Connecticut's look dry. Yeah. That looks oily. And it's very strange. And then you you smoke it. And as you get closer to the end, it, it does the kind of band point back kick. Okay, I, I it, I'll put it this way: I have a pretty good memory. Last time you smoked one of these, oh, it kind of put the, put you through a loop. Okay, yeah, it it, it really kind of punches you with the strength at the band point. But I didn't get any flavor from it. But that was because I was smoking Romac. Right, I was blowing my palate out. Eight cigar sticks a day. Yeah. Now, I love to start out with the lighter and work my way through my day. Speaking of lighter, do you have another? I do. I sat here talking and forgot to uh, actually puff on this. There you go. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this new journey and really, I would say I've been smoking Connecticut's for about two years. Yeah. But it is a slow process. Absolutely. Because I smoke limited Connecticut's in my day. Like, I like to start out with a Connecticut in the morning, and then I usually don't go back to one for the rest of the day. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair... Um there are multiple Connecticut's I mentioned on the list. You could actually start your day with a Connecticut, go lunchtime with a Connecticut, I and love go that. dinner time with a Connecticut, and have the full boat of experience from mild to mild medium to mild to medium media of medium plus to medium full to full. Just through what I had on that list, and the reason I picked this one is it a it's a Padron. Dude, I've never had a bad Padron. I, I'm I've been with doing you. This for about 17 years. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it has always hit the spot every time. Dude, I didn't know that that Padron Connecticut was so oily. Look at that wrapper, dude. Nick, Under these wild, bright man. lights, you can see. Hold that up and show. I don't know if show you can get that in there. But, dude, that is, like, super oily. I mean, it just has a sheen to it. Like, like when you look at the reflection of the lights on this, you don't really see no, nothing. Well, it's, it's a little dry. Um, it, it, you can see, I can see some tooth on it from you see from a here. lot of tooth on yeah, it, even from here. I, I, I love that's that, that uh, toothiness, that, uh, that Master Blend Three, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. It, you can see the tooth from here. It's not real. It's not real oily, but, but it man, it's got some tooth. It's got a little, oil, got a little in it, oil in it. But right that there. toothiness, but that tooth. I love when you have those little bumps yeah, all the way when across. You can run your finger across it. It feels like sandpaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a, a an eighty or a hundred grit. Yeah, it's it's wild. I love that. But yeah, no, these the Padron ones, and these have been on my shelf for a while. Um, but they are wonderful. I Doctor Bill, we were talking about him earlier. You know, reference. God the, bless the, that man. Yes, uh, he actually got me really into these. Uh, nice. I sold him a box of these. There was a. Uh, 
you know, before he passed away, he there was another guy named Jimmy that passed away. Um, Jimmy's big story, big thing. He uh, actually like took care of Smokey, the original Smokey the Bear, the stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So when when Jimmy passed away, Doctor Bill came in. and He's like, I, I want a box of Patrons. It's like, what do you want? I want some Tomasos. Okay, let me see what I got. I found him a box of number eight. Nice. He bought a box and he handed them out to everybody at that at the Thursday gathering. Uh, that was Doctor Bill, man. Yeah. That was Doctor Bill to a T, and that's one of the reasons. I mean, you and Jay and everybody involved with the Leaf do the right thing for the right reason, yeah. and maybe that's why I think your cigar community at the Leaf is one of the best of any shops. I'll put it this way: I, I'm not always the most personable person. Okay, I do my best to try to take care of everybody. I'm not the nicest person. I remember house. whenever I asked you for a massage, you whipped out a table, you oiled me down. And then I told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, maybe that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. It was, no, I mean, I, I try to be nice. I try to be as personal as I can you're, be. You're more, I know how you are. You're more of an introvert, but you're yes. very detail-oriented, and you're very much on staying up to current information. Yes, I try and to do And I can tell you, everybody out there, whenever, like, when you're in a cigar shop, there's a lot of conversations that happen, and you have to filter through what is probably 60 to 70% complete bullshit. But when, when Scott's over there speaking, I know he researches everything he talks about, and so I'm like... I don't even have to Google that to make sure that's true. Get your vaccines, people. <laughs> All right. Off of that. Anyways. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, I tend to kind of try to be even killed. I try to play devil's advocate. There are some points at which enough is enough. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I have a degree in philosophy. Great. I did not know that. Yeah. I also have a degree in biology. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a philosopher. Uh, you're a stand-up philosopher, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I, I have a degree in philosophy. I have a degree in biology. Um, I, I'm one of those people. I, I can debate with the best of them. I did business ethics debate in college. Um, I've worked customer service. I've worked your minimum finance. wage jobs. I've worked finance. I worked in a bank. I did loans. Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, Are you at the best possible place you could be working? Yes. I mean, the fit is like perfect. Absolutely. I, I right now, this is everything. Yeah. I mean, dude, I love my and you job. You do such a good job. Well, I try. Uh, no, like no, said, no, no, I'm, no. You do a great job. I mean, when we come in in the morning. You have the coffee ready. You're like, hey, what can I help you with? I mean, dude, that's the maximum we can ask for. You know, and it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I, I've worked customer service. I've worked minimum wage jobs. I've managed convenience stores, and now I'm managing. And in the customer service part, so much better at the Leaf versus Blue God. Cross Blue Shield. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get you on a rant here. By the way, has anyone ever told you that you look like Dennis Miller? Uh, I've not gotten Dennis Miller so much as I maybe now. I I do have a little bit 
thinner face for it. Uh, when I was in high school, I was a little bit, I was a little bit heavier toward my freshman year of college and everything like that. I got Jack Black. Oh, I get Jack Black sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And of I course, my it, hair was longer. I, than, I, I but, think that it's not nothing to do with the hair or the face. I just think it's because I'm fat. Well, I mean, you're not fat, but you're fat. I'm fat. I know <laughs> I'm fat. I mean, you are pretty hot and tempting. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But so anyway, hey, man, that is a great list of Connecticut's. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, all of these are available at the Leaf. Absolutely. I, in fact, uh, the, uh, the top three I went and got at the shop before showing up here to do he the show. He didn't know he was giving them to me. I, I literally <laughs> went in. I, I actually expected to smoke these while I was here. Um, and but yeah. if you come to the studio, we're gonna give you cigars. That's the way it works. So if you bring cigars, awesome. But yeah. if you don't, we want you to be able to relax, have a good time. We we always supply bourbon. We always supply cigars. True. And so I hope that this has been a good experience for you. And I hope that you will agree to come back in the oh, near absolutely. future. Because it's mean, been too long. It, it, it's been over a year. Um, no, no, no. It's been like two years. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's been a while. Uh, but I'll put it this way. It was before Adpocalypse. It was before... Um, pandemic. Pandemic. It yeah. was before psh, the uh, copyright bullshit that went on for a while. Because we were still doing music during the time. Boom. You know, we, had, we took all those episodes down. Yeah, it was like episode eight. I yeah, think. yeah. We were doing like the best cigar music. And you know what? We're going to start doing that again. Okay. I've, I've come up with some answers to some shit. So we're going to try to start doing that. Well, like one, maybe once every two months. It's good cigar music. There you go. Because listening to music, hanging out with your friends, chit chatting, and drinking bourbon and cigars, there's nothing better. Nothing yeah. better. Oh, man, it's been great. Well, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come with us. Thank you for preparing the list. Absolutely. And now you guys have the opportunity. Look down the show notes and look at the leaf. Call the numbers. If you call during the day, 90% chance Scott's going to answer. He's oh, going to yeah. take your order, and he will set you up, and you guys knock it out on getting the shit out. Like, like anybody who's a Patreon knows that I'm kind of a slow shipper, but you guys don't fuck around. No. Uh, if you call uh, before 3 o'clock, I say, that's the average. So You're going to get it out that hour, day. I will try. If I have to, I will take it to on my way out back, to, back home that evening. I will take it by the post box and drop it in. Um, it's one of those things. That if you call before 3 o'clock, that's one. If you call after 3 o'clock... It's going to be the next, be the next day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're cutting it close. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, it, I mean, up until 3, most most people who take orders, it's like by noon at the latest. Yeah, 3 so, o'clock, you're good. And you guys provide Bovetta packs in every shipment. Yeah, I say I try to make sure that there's something there every single time. Absolutely. So, anyway, man, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And until next time, this is Scott and from The Leaf. I would love to hear from you. No, 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 no. You got to say keep smoking. Oh, that's right. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep smoking. Boom. All right, Rob, give me your phone company interview, Scott. Oh, God. <laughs>